I keep seeing all these articles about what coffee does to your body, why you shouldn't drink so much coffee, what drinking too much coffee does to your body. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. No, you just need good coffee. Yeah, where do I get that? Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. It's one of my favorite places to go. Yeah, every time we go to Costa Rica, we stop in on Vlad and, and see the operation. It's this beautiful little artisanal roastery roasting a custom blend of Arabica and pea berry beans. It's so yummy. It's really good. And the coolest thing is when you order it, you pick exactly what roast you want, whether you want it to be whole bean or ground. And within a day, maybe two of your order, it's roasted, packed, and shipped. Yeah. It's not roasted until you order it. Yeah. Like the last order I made, I made it on Monday. The coffee showed up on Friday. Yeah. It's so great. With with a roast date of Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Click the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Use the offer code. And use the offer code and get a great deal on some amazing coffee. And don't let people tell you how much coffee you can drink. So I love fall. Me too. But one of the things I like least about fall is I got to start wearing shoes again. (laughs) Because you know I'm happiest barefoot or maybe wearing some sandals. That is true. But I feel like a complete weirdo when I wear shoes without socks. So fall for me is time to start getting some socks. Yes. And for me, it's time to get some underwear. Time to hit up smart ass undies. Yeah, they're amazing. They're made from sustainable recycled materials and they have motivational words across the bum. Yeah. And I like it on the socks too. Today I'm wearing my courage socks. Tomorrow I'm wearing my respect socks and gratitude socks, all that kind of stuff. Integrity socks. Integrity socks. So I love that. And you look down and it gives you a goal for the day. There you go. Hashtag feet goals. (laughs) So again, check the link in our show notes and there's an offer code in the show notes as well. So you guys can get some amazing socks and underwear and save a bit of money and support the show at the same time. everyone this is Dante and I'm Beatrice and this is cheating up here welcome back everybody welcome back okay all right so I get emails from Netflix right telling you what I don't imagine that I'm special I imagine everybody gets these emails no you're the only one they're they're just like Beatrice (laughs) needs to know she she needs to know what's what's coming coming up and often I get these emails first thing in the morning when I'm having my coffee before I go to work and I I usually open up my Netflix app and start setting reminders for myself of right. it's like oh that's cool that's cool that's cool and some stuff is new it's mostly crime shows murder shows murder shows cult murder shows, shows crime documentaries that i'm like super interested in and don't forget about cult shows, cult shows. <laughs> but once in a while they throw in an old movie yeah. that just wasn't available before yeah they've got the licensing rights to it or whatever yeah, and I don't know how that works. Do they actively work on that, or is that yeah. just somebody else's license expires and then? Yeah, I think I think I mean Netflix is the granddaddy of all the streaming services, and they sure. they know what their users like mm-hmm. and what they're likely to like. It's why it's why one of the big one of the first big picture deals they signed was a Adam Sandler six picture deal <laughs> because they saw how many people were watching his old movies over and over again and they're like oh okay well we know our people like this so if we make some new Adam Sandler content they're going to continue to be members because they're going to want to see this new stuff jokes on you Netflix well I mean some of his <laughs> stuff some of the new Netflix movies were good no they're not yeah they're good the one with Jennifer Aniston the uh the murder mystery one that was funny in yeah any, in any case yeah they I must mean, 
listen. They must you, have some metric to know. You that- cannot match the magic that is the wedding singer. You just can't. Well, I know, but they didn't. They didn't have one with Drew Barrymore. I know because was, they already did two. Because they did two. Yeah. Actually, Fifty First Dates I enjoyed. I know that wasn't a Netflix one, but yeah, I, I, I did I, enjoy 50 that. Fifty First Dates was great. It was great. I didn't see that until I was with you, but yeah. And Wedding Singer also great. Also great. Did they do a third one? Or is that that's their two? That's their two. That's their two. He's done a bunch with Jennifer Aniston actually, because Blended was with her, wasn't it? What was the one? Just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah, he's done quite a few with her. Actually. Yeah, yeah. In any case, the point being, this episode is not about Adam Sandler. This movies. is not an Adam Sandler episode. Despite what you may think so far. <laughs> the point is, is that Netflix knows what all Netflix cares about. This is why they paid $100 million for Friends until an Peacock came, yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. They knew that it is worth it for, for monthly memberships to have this particular content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, what did they let you, <laughs> fan of murder shows and crime dramas and yeah. cult shows, yeah. what did they say, you sh- by the way, you should know, blank is coming to Netflix. Indecent proposal <laughs> is coming to Netflix. And I I got this rush of, oh my gosh, like, wow, I hadn't thought about this movie in so long. And it brought me back to such a snapshot in time that I thought it might be fun mm-hmm. given where we are as a culture and where you and I are to take a look back at yeah. that. And for those who haven't seen it, sort of give them a little primer maybe they want to see it before they listen to the rest of this episode and see what they yeah, think of it we're gonna we're but, gonna pull it apart so if you haven't seen it yeah you should probably pause yeah. this go watch it so indecent proposal is a movie from 1993 yep also in 1993 around this time hoist gracie won ufc one i'm just throwing that in there just Jeez, to, i just, watched that did you yeah yeah i remember that I did not even know about UFC back was, in 1993. I remember. I was, we've talked about it before, but I remembered it. It was like Street Fighter, the video game, come with, to life. With real people. Yeah, because they had a yeah. sumo wrestler and they had a boxer and they had sure. all these different martial arts. And there's this little fucking guy from, in what looks like a karate <laughs> gi from Brazil cleaning the oh, mat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he would literally just like get them to the ground, yeah. step over their head and arm bar them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was insane. Nobody knew what to do with it. They didn't know what to do. And now you can't be an MMA fighter without some jujitsu for Mo- your ground game. Uh, yeah, you if would not have a to lot have, of jujitsu. You would have to have some kind of ground game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Which is kind of cool. You know, you look at so how many years is that? Nineteen ninety three to now. It's like Jesus, almost thirty years. Right, twenty eight yeah. years later, yeah. our culture's different. UFC is different. Movies are different. Mm-hmm. Because Indecent Proposal was so titillating. Well, I have to tell you, I I wanted to sort of put you in the place where I was when... Right, because I asked you this in the movie last night, and you're like, no, 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 we're going to talk about it tomorrow. (laughs) Because I was like... By the way, I I had this idea to watch this movie together, Mm -hmm. and then we decided we were also going to have an edible. Mm -hmm. Because I've... Thanks to a friend of yours, I've finally been able to dial in an edible that doesn't make me fucking lose it watching Sausage Party. At the food killing scene. Guys, Dante and I split a cookie one day. Actually, we split a half of a cookie. No, 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 no. We split a quarter of a cookie. Did we split a quarter of a cookie? Yeah. They're like, you should probably do a half. E- oh, no, I no, think we split said, a half. We split a half. We split, we split a half. half. She yeah. said, you could have a half each and it would be fine. We split a half and you were 
on the bathroom floor the, and, for and, three hours. And dear listeners, don't think that this was like a dinner plate sized cookie. It was, we, no, this was a small. It was a Chips Ahoy sized yeah, cookie. Yeah, yeah. Like how much <laughs> damage could that possibly do? If we ever get on the road and and meet up with any of y'all, just know that that like. Dante cannot handle his edibles. No, I <laughs> so these were very. I apparently cannot. This was like a well, you know, cannabis is legal in Canada and Ontario. We read yesterday has a incredibly robust yep. cannabis market, and so you could pretty much get whatever you wanted. And because it's regulated now, edibles are a little less of a crapshoot because they're packaged by weight. Yeah, so. you get you're, you're a little bit more certain of your THC content <laughs> in it's it. It's not somebody making a batch of cookies and throwing the weed in and then going, "Oh fuck, did I throw the weed in? Better throw it in again." And then just it looks like sure. there's just grass clippings in the brownie mix. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's sure. it's a little bit different. Anyway, so we were very chilled out. So yes. thank you so thank you to that friend of ours who Yeah, she who knows who she is. Sampled, she knows who she is. But it was fun because I think we we weren't like stupid baked, but we were funny as fuck. Yeah, we had, just, our, we had our snacks here ready for my us. My notes make no sense. I thought they wouldn't make sense. <laughs> they make some sense. Yeah. So you mentioned that you saw UFC 1 in 1993. Yes. What, what else was going on in your life in 1993? Ooh, I was in the middle of high school at that point. <laughs> okay. I yeah. think... For our American listeners, I would have been a, a junior, sophomore, maybe Sophomore's a junior, grade 10. maybe a junior. Junior's grade eleven. Yeah, I think that. Okay. Yeah, somewhere yeah, in there. Because yeah, remember, yeah. we had five years of high school. When, oh right, when we went to high school, we there was five school. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifth year. <laughs> we were like yeah. full on adults when we graduated. Yeah. yeah, legal drinking age and everything. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what was going on. So okay. I was, I was just so a not much. Yeah, not much. Okay. Yeah, I was stripping. <laughs> you were and commuting and you're like oh my god this like yes i was commuting back and forth Mm -hmm. to the club that i worked at and at the time i was because i was driving so much and we didn't have podcasts or apple music i would listen to talk radio talk radio yep the the og podcast so there yeah basically it was like a 24 7 podcast with commercials so it was a toronto station 1010. Mm-hmm. Oh, CFRB 1010? Yeah. Yeah. And they would have different shows and people hosting and would be different topics and people would call in and and weigh in and give their opinions. Oh, this this movie must have been a fucking fodder for it, this. Oh my God. Like for weeks, it was the topic of conversation. Ask me, you know, what the specifics of, of the... I have no... I don't remember. You just know that it was all over well and and 1010 skewed towards an older more conservative audience yeah for the most which a lot of talk radio tends to yeah because you know because people on the left listen to music but there was a lot of hand wringing about this yeah of course so this movie is based on a novel by jack engelhard it was it was panned by the critics yeah it's got a a meta score on rotten tomatoes of 35 (laughs) But but an IMDb rating of like six and a half. But it was a, bo- a box office success. Yeah. So it only cost thirty eight million to make, and it grossed about two hundred sixty eight million. Wow, that is a certified success. I know it is. Yeah. So it starred Demi Moore. Yep. So in nineteen ninety three, she was well into. This was at the height of her career. So right. just to put it into perspective, in nineteen eighty five, she did Saint Elmo's Fire. Okay. Which was that breakout one. Well, but that was like. The Brat Pack. Yeah. Right? The end of the Brat Pack stuff. Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. Judd Nelson, mm-hmm. Andrew McCarthy, Mayor Winningham, 
Molly Ringwald wasn't in that, though, was she? She was not. Ali Sheedy was Ali in Sheedy, it. Ali Sheedy, yeah. Andy McDowell. So, like... Emilio Estevez. Like, 40, like all 60% those guys. of the Breakfast Club was in it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, that was a huge movie for her. In 1990, she did Ghost. Right, massive Arguably movie. her... Biggest movie. Biggest movie with yeah. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. May he rest in peace. And then in 1992, right before this, she did A Few Good Men. Okay. With, with Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise and Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. So this was this movie was at the height of her popularity. Right. And she looks great. She does look great. She looks young, though, eh? She looks very young. She was born in 62, I believe. Okay. And I asked what you thought of her and what was your response. Do you remember what you said? Great tits. <laughs> Yeah, they looked fantastic. <laughs> they did, and I, and I mean, uh, look, I can always appreciate a nice pair of tits, but it's not it's not my go to thing. No, so if if you comment so, on them, yeah, they're the, really nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. She stars opposite Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. who was still on Cheers during this movie. Right. So he would not make Natural Born Killers until 1994, okay, which was, which was arguably the, his biggest. Yeah, which was the a year after this movie. Came year out. after this movie. In 1996, he starred in The People vs. Larry Flint, mm-hmm. which was a critical success for him. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for a, an Oscar mm-hmm. for that. And I mean, my favorite, I have a hard time deciding on my favorite Woody Harrelson okay. performances between... The Hunger Games and Zombie <laughs> yeah. and Zombieland. He's great in The Hunger Games. He is. Yeah, Hamish. I love I I love him in I love him in in Zombieland though. Zombieland is great. He's great. One and two. Yeah. Zombieland two double tap. Great movie. Yeah. Usually with with sequels, I'm disappointed, but yeah. this one was pretty but good. But they did all right in that. Yeah. So he was kind of just on his way up. Yeah, she was, at and the she top. was in the middle. So she was definitely the bigger. And star. then there's Robert Redford, who's just fucking Robert Redford. And then Robert Redford, who he was a star power for that. Later on, I'm going to tell you about some people that were supposed to be in this movie oh. or who were considered for this movie. You did all this research while you were baked last night. <laughs> It was before. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah all right. It was before. Okay. <laughs> so the premise, the plot of the story, we have Diana and David. Yeah. And they are high school sweethearts. He proposes to her. He's a couple years older than her. I guess Looks like. she's a senior. He's a senior, and she's a freshman. Yeah. And they fall in love, and he proposes to her when she's nineteen. Yeah. So, so he's away at university. He's like maybe he went 20, to LSU. He's like maybe 22. Mm-hmm. So they get married very young. Against the wishes of their family because they're too young. Right. So they elope and yeah. she's a real estate agent. He's an architect. Yes, he went so, to architect school. So you'd think that's a match made in heaven. Sure. Right? She sells the houses. He makes the houses. <laughs> and he designs their dream home. Yes. And they find a piece of property that they want to build their dream home. And it just sort of, you know, they have this sort of quasi-bohemian existence. Yeah, he, he takes her around and to look at all the cool architecture that inspires him, like car washes and shit. Because they and, have no money. Because they have no money. And isn't that romantic? They drive they have a no money. super beat-up old Citroen. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah, that, you see it in the car wash scene. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that... Oh, that was right. theirs going to. I didn't realize that yeah. was their car. Well, you see it later. He's driving it later. So, oh, yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, they're about, she's about 26. Okay. So that would make him about 29. So they're both not even 30 yet. Yeah. And they buy this property and they're going to build their dream home. And then the recession hits. Yeah. It's a beachfront property in like Santa Monica or something. And the real estate market dries up. Yep. The architecture market dries up. Yeah. Every house on the block is for sale. (laughs) No one's buying them. Nobody's buying them. We kind of have the opposite problem now. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he gets laid off from his job. Yep. And then apparently they just do nothing, do nothing and wait for their bills to pile up. Before he says, I don't know, I'll I'll wait tables or something. Or be a taxi driver. But they're already like so far in debt and yeah. they're defaulting on their beachfront property mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. So what do you like what, so David is his character. David is his character. So David's like So she breaks out they're in the bathroom. Yeah. She he's shaving. She breaks down. Yeah, she's peeing on the toilet. She's not peeing, she's just sitting on the toilet. No, no, her underwear's she's, down. No. Her really? underwear was down, yeah. No, she was going to the bathroom. I love how you noticed that her underwear was down. <laughs> I, I'm 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 calling bullshit on that. But anyway, uh, look, we still have it for another 24 hours. I can I put it back. I up. don't think that she's that they're hugging each other. No, she's not. No, she's not. She's just sitting on the toilet, okay. going through the bills. Okay. All right. All right. Keep going. Set the scene. Oh, you're gonna really? I can do this while you. Yeah, set the scene. You know what? I'm really excited for you to be wrong in real time. Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh really? Okay. All right. All right. Keep going. So she's she's upset. She's crying. We have no money. What are we going to do? Yeah. And he says, I don't know. I'll wait tables or something. It's just such a weird thing how they just seem to go this inordinate amount of time with nobody working. Nobody and working. wondering why they don't have any money. <laughs> and he wakes her up in the middle of the night and says... I got a great idea. Get dressed. Get dressed. Which means she takes her bra off. To get dressed and go out. I mean, because you're so obsessed with her tits in this movie, you notice when she's wearing a bra and when she's not. And you notice that when she's in bed at night, she wears a bra, but at no time during the day does she ever wear a bra. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're coming up. Oh, okay. There there we go. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you're right. Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought they were pulled down further. But you're right. So you I thought they were around her ankles. But yeah, I thought they yeah, were past you're right. her knees. But yeah, yeah. She's, okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You got to see me wrong in, in real time. <laughs> Mark it on your calendars, brave ones. This never happens. So he says he's, he finally swallows his pride yeah. and borrows $5,000 from his father. Yes. And what do they do with it? He then wakes up in the middle of the night and says, I got a great idea. Let's go to Vegas. Yeah. So they drive to Vegas. They go to Vegas. Yeah. Because they figure... They're going to like make it make all their money. Take back. that money and make it into the money they need. They need fifty thousand dollars. Yes. To get they out of 50, their hole that they're in, yeah. I just wanted to circle back because we talked about the, the two major characters. Yeah. Another major character in this in this movie is Adrian Lyne, who is the director oh, right, okay. of the movie. And that's an interesting thing in and of itself because some of his greatest hits all of you will be familiar with. So in nineteen eighty he did Flash Dance. Flash dance, yeah. Okay. Okay. In 1986, he did one of my favorite and now yours, Nine and a Half Weeks. Uh huh. Okay. In 1987, he did Fatal Attraction. It was Fatal Attraction. Yes. Well, you were you were thinking he did Basic oh, Instinct. Oh, Basic Instinct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's it. And in '02, he did Unfaithful. Which I don't think I've seen Unfaithful. Who's with in it? Diane Lane? No, I haven't. <gasps> we got to watch that movie. It's so good. 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 Okay. So there are some things, knowing that, if you've seen any of those movies or all of them. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen most of those. And now I see what you're saying about that similarities. So there's a lot of, you start to know, if you've seen all of those movies, you start to notice some little devices that he uses mm-hmm. in all of those movies. I just wanted to throw that in there just so that I remember. Well, and did we talk about the fact that Robert Redford was in this? He was a massive star. Oh, Robert Redford's been a massive star for, for a decades. Long time. Yeah. yeah. And and he he's he's a bit of a no-brainer, right? Yeah. I mean, he 
I haven't seen a lot of his old, old movies. Like, I've seen The Great Gatsby. Yeah. I've seen The Natural. That's like... The Natural is... Have you seen that? Yeah, it's a great movie. It's so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. But I'm a sucker for those kind of sports movies Are you? and stuff like that. Like Field of Dreams and oh, that kind yeah, of stuff? yeah. Major League. Baseball movies in general. <laughs> okay, Major League... <laughs> All right, Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Okay, is that okay, better? okay, okay, okay. I was going to say, Major League doesn't, like, no shade to Charlie Sheen, but uh, he's trash. And uh, that movie's trash. But yeah, The Natural, Rudy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta love some Rudy. Yeah. That's, that's like the only movie that it's acceptable for most men to cry during is Rudy. I think that's why they make those sports movies. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, great. Yeah. Great. So they go and they're, David's doing a great job. They're winning stuff off of some of the machines, some yeah, of the slot off machines. Yeah, slot, and then and then, they, and then they play, no, they play roulette. Okay. And they make 25000 Yeah. the first day. Like in an hour. In an hour. And, and they this go, is where I know it's going to go bad. And they go back to this shitty little hotel room. Yeah, some little motel that they've they And he is flinging money at her because he's the accountant. Yeah, yeah. I work as an accountant (laughs) and he's throwing money at her Uh onto the bed. And she's rolling around on all this, all this dirty money. And then they have sex on the dirty money and all the bills are all crumpled and jizz stained. (laughs) And you were like, are they seriously going to take that to the bank the next day and go, here. You don't want to put that shit under the black light. Like, (laughs) first of all, and I don't know if it's post covid sensibility increasing american money has always been gross because it has cotton fibers in it yeah but all money is gross like all money is gross it's been handled over and over and money is is a little bit better it's less porous canada has plastic money a lot of countries have plastic money. really yeah england has plastic money australia has plastic money most most countries that want to make a more um, durable durable currency will will move to the plastic note but like Ew. Yeah, it's gross. It was gross. gross. And this is how I know he's going to have a problem because he's like, oh, we made $25,000 in an hour. So we just need to go for couple like hours two tomorrow. hours more and a couple hours more and we'll be all set. And you're like, oh, this is this is a, this is is a, a, somebody who cannot gamble. Like you and I, neither of us are gamblers. No. We, it's just like, I think it would be more fun to light a $20 bill on fire in front of my face and drop it on the ground. That, or that's or the- drink the money. I, I just, I don't. I don't know. I don't get the rush. No. Casino is one of my the favorite house movies. Always and wins. the house, they get it all in yep. the end. All right. Listen yep. to Robert De Niro. He knows. Yep. Listen to Ace. So they have this great sex on all this dirty money. Yeah, they're on a massive high. And they go the next day. And and they're also stupid because they should have only if they started with five thousand and they the made twenty five thousand. They should have put that the, five away. They sh- no, they should have put twenty away. Oh yeah. And gone and gambled with the other five. Yeah. Right, but they don't. They get down to under five thousand. Yeah, like forty seven hundred or something. Forty one hundred. Forty one hundred. Yeah. So they start losing because that's the way that shit goes. Yeah, they start making even poorer decisions and let emotion take over. And while David is gambling, Diana is walking around the lobby and going into some of the shops and things like that. And she goes into this beautiful clothing store, and they have these lovely chocolates on a plate. And the sales lady sees her. And does the equivalent of like pulling all the nice silverware away. Like she looks at her and goes, look at this trash. That's It's very here. pretty woman. Very pretty woman. Where the, the sales girl kind of looks her up and down and, and looks at her disapprovingly because she's got these super short 
jean shorts yeah. on and she's got these giant tits just hanging and, and she's got long, this little backpack. backpack yeah she looks like trash but you know what I mean, I've never, we've not been to Vegas yet, but I would imagine that most people that are wandering around the lobbies are like that. It's not Beverly Hills. It's fucking Vegas. So you're going to have people that look like that. You can't be judgy. You don't know. You don't know. They could have $10,000 chips in their pocket. Yeah, you have no fucking clue. So so I feel like that's kind of whatever. But anyway, so the entire front of this store is glass and... She takes a chocolate. There's like a pot of gold chocolates sitting in a No, they're nicer than that. Nicer truffles. And standing outside with some other businessmen is Robert Redford. He's having a business meeting and he kind of sees her through the window. They do the, you know, the man gets captivated by unknown woman and he sees her and then it's like the double take. Yeah. Right? And then it's the um, thanks very much, gentlemen. I'll see you later. You have to go see a a man about a dog. And and he sees her stealing the chocolate. She kind of grabs two big mittfuls of chocolate because they have no money. Yep. And she catches him watching her and she just kind of like, whatever, walks Mm. away. And then she, you know, as many women that are struggling with money, they like to, you know, they have to window shop instead of actual Mm -hmm. shop. And she sees this gorgeous dress and she, she doesn't want to try it on because I think that would make it worse. So she does this thing. Where okay. She, okay, hold on. She walks up to she walks up to a, a mirror. She puts the it's on the hanger. Puts she puts the, hanger, the hanger, over. hanger over her head and then pulls her clothes out of the way so she can kind of see what the top of the dress looks like. And what did you say to me? I'm like, do do women do this? No, they don't. Uh, like, I, no one does this. Just try it on at that point. Just try it on. Like, I, I don't understand. She pulls her shirt and her bra down low enough so that because this is like a strappy like cocktail dress or something like that yes and she wants to see and it's like you're you're, you might as well be wearing it but you know it's a plot device right because he walks up to her yeah he's so fucking creepy he is he's he's creepy i mean he's got some good lines he does but at first he does not like it's kind of so he walks up and says you know you should get that dress that dress looks that looks amazing on Mm -hmm. you and she's just kind of like i can't afford it so no and and what does he say? I can't remember what he says. But let he me puts, buy it for he you. He puts two and two together. Yeah. Basically, let me buy it for you. Yeah. And she was like, you want to buy this dress for me? And he says, yes, I enjoyed watching you. You've earned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah, it's just so creepy. And she says, I haven't earned it. And she puts it back. And it was basically this very quick encounter yeah. where he looks at her, decides... He likes what he sees, Mm -hmm. feels that that's okay to go up to her Mm -hmm. and say, let me buy you this dress. Mm -hmm. It's a $5,000 dress, I guess, is is, Is the the thing. It's like, uh, it's it's just, it's cringy. Yeah. It's cringy. Yeah. So then we go back to the next day Mm -hmm. and they're losing all their money. So what happens? So then they they decide to put it all in Lady Luck's hand Uh and flip a coin and decide one way they keep going. The other way, they they cut their losses. Right. And we never see... And go what, home with less money than what they went there with. And we never with. see what they get, mm-hmm. but they decide... So I don't know like if, if they got the heads to go ahead or if they got the tails and were like, fuck it, we should just go ahead anyways. But they go ahead. Okay. And they lose it all. All of it gone. Yep. They're wandering around the casino and Robert Redford's character, John Gage, is engaged in a high stakes card game. Yeah, it's kind of unclear what the game is, but there's like this Japanese businessman across the table that's throwing cards at him who wasn't the dealer. 
No? I don't think so. But this is why he didn't look like a dealer, but then he was no, dealing he, cards. He, he was dealing cards. Whatever it was, it was super high stakes. It was basically between him and the dealer. So I think it was blackjack because it was just it was just him and the dealer. Yeah. And he's got these gold chips on the $10, table. $10,000 a piece. Conveniently, Billy Bob Thornton explains the whole thing to us, but doesn't explain what game he's playing. Yeah, and and why they just start talking <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, this is John Gage. Like, just the worst exposition. He basically read like a paragraph out of the book to us. Pretty much. You're in a movie, man. Show me, don't tell me. Right. Yeah, it was a little bit, and he's a nothing character. Yeah, like, that's it's it. fucking Billy Bob Thornton, and he's a nothing character. Billy in Bob the, Thornton with hair. With hair, yeah. So John Gage looks up from his card game. He loses, uh, I don't know. He was down a million, Billy was, Bob told us. Right. Yeah. And he had lost tens of thousands. Yeah. It looked like he had, it looked like it was like a quarter mil on the table that yeah. he lost. And he looks up and he sees Diana and David standing there Yeah, and says, excuse me, can I borrow your wife? Oh, because he won, he won a hand and then after seeing her and that's why he, he approached her. Can I right. borrow your wife? And I'm like, why? For luck. And he says, well, you'll have to ask her, which, you know, w- when we get into the sort of the themes of. And the dynamics of this entire story, including the dynamics between Diana and David. One of the major problems with this was that she is sort of presented as his property. Yeah. Right? That it's up to him. It's up to David whether he can lend out his wife. Yeah. It's a provocative manner the way he, you know, can I borrow your wife? And he says, you know, for luck. So she goes and... And then he's like, oh, okay, sure. And... Well, she says, okay, and he said, it might be fun. Like, what do we have to lose, yeah. right? We're already fucking. So she goes down. Sits down at the table next to him. And Billy Bob Thornton says, you think she'll come back? <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. And they play a couple hands yeah. and they win. And then he turns to this very official looking bodyguard, bouncer, yeah, attendant one, one type person. or something. And he says, one. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh. and this cascade of events happens yeah. all over the casino and he's just ordered a million dollars worth of chips yeah. to impress her. Yep. And so they bring up this locked plastic box. Yep. With a hundred of, of these little $10,000 chips in them. Yep. And he asks her to bet. She splashes the pot like a newbie <laughs> instead of carefully sliding the chips in. And she wins the hand for him. Yep. Well, she does nothing. She well, she pushes the chips on She it. pushes the chips in, and he wins. And he wins. And the pit boss goes, rah, and yeah. crunches his coffee cup. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. Ah. I can't believe it. Yeah. Now, I had said to you at that point, it was like, she was his good luck charm. Uh-huh. I'm using air bunnies here. And he just won a million dollars. Could he not just give her fucking 50 grand? Well, he did give her a $10,000 chip when she sat down. Just here you go. That was hers. So that was kind of like her payment before she won the hand. Could he not give her four more of those and say, what are you guys doing here? Like, clearly she was stealing chocolates for food. Like, could he maybe be like, what are you guys? Well, he's a billionaire. Yeah. A billionaire businessman. A billionaire businessman. Like, there were so many of those in the 90s. You know, there was Richard Gere. There was Robert Redford. Like, they're all over the place. Yeah. Lots of money. Super good looking. Yeah. Because, you know, they're all like that. Yeah. And he just he just seems to be becoming becoming more and more captivated by her, and she is yes. just not yeah. feeling it. Mm-hmm. She 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 she's getting like repulsed by him. Yeah, it's like the more he lays it on, the ickier she feels. Yes, about it. yeah. And then he says he puts them up in the. He says, you know, thank you for what you did. 
We should go and celebrate. Let's let's go celebrate. Anything you want is on me. We're going to get a room, you know. And so he puts them up in this room in the hotel because they weren't staying in the casino. Yeah, they were, but they were leaving. They were on their way home is what they were going to do. And they find themselves in this giant suite. Yeah. And what did you say? Do you remember what you said? Oh, yeah. It was like Trump vomited all over it. It was so... <laughs> Tacky. It was so tacky. Green marble oh. and gold everything. And I was just, it was, you know what? It was like Miami Vice vomited over everything. Oh. Like it was, it was super tacky, art deco, faux Roman, just blah. It's funny because we always think of the 80s as being tacky. You forget that like well into the 90s. Yeah, it didn't just like 1990, everything stopped. It no. kept going. And Those, it was just amazing yeah, after that. Big shoulder pads and oh yeah. <laughs> oh my it god, was, it was so bad. I was like, oh, I would be so upset if I was in that room. He makes it clear that he's trying to impress her with his money and He sends his consigliere up. His what? His consigliere. What's that? That's a mob term. It's the it's the guy that's your fixer, the guy that takes oh, care okay. of all your stuff. So they're in their suite and there's a knock at the door and his Contigliere. Is at the door yeah. with a giant red box. Way bigger than it needs to be. <laughs> yes. And he says, Mr. Gage is having a gathering at his suite and would be very pleased if the two of you would attend. And this is for... Mrs. Mrs. Whatever their last Mrs. name is. Mrs. David and Diana. Yeah, yeah. And it's the dress. Yeah. What do you think of the dress? It's a nice dress. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. And at that time, pretty iconic. The black cocktail dress? That black cocktail dress with, you know, the straps at the top. That was very iconic. I remember, I remember going out New Year's Eve, 1993, and in a dress very similar to that. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh? And that was my goal, was to find a dress similar to that. I mean, sort of it, did. It was in 1993. And I mean, they didn't have Pinterest at that <laughs> point. It was, it was the wish dress of that? It was the wish version of the decent proposal dress. <laughs> this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted, okay? And this is what I got. <laughs> it just wasn't the same, but it was similar. So they go down and, you know, she wears the dress. And so then there starts to be this tentative friendship or... Yeah, because they have a montage of them like laughing and having a good time. Right, and, and like, he spends he has this huge party and spends all of his time with them, with David and Diana. And so then they're playing pool, mm -hmm. and that's where all the good conversations yeah. happen is when people are playing pool. Yep, and and he's bold, and he says, you know, I've got businesses, I've got money, I've got homes, I've got everything I want. Flex, 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 flex. But I don't have, you know. But David, you're the lucky one. I, I can I can buy anything, and you know Diane's like, well, you know, you can't buy you can't buy people, and he <laughs> says, I buy people all the time, yeah. and she says, well, you you can't buy love, and he's like, no, can't I? You sure? Are you sure about that? Everything has a price. And then comes what's the name of the movie? The Indecent Proposal. <laughs> I will give you one million dollars for one night with your wife. Million dollars give you a lifetime of happiness. Lifetime of security for just one night. Right. And he says, what would you say? Yeah. And Diana says. She pipes up. He'd tell you to go to hell. And he says very quickly, I would tell you to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the right answer. <laughs> right answer. And he says, okay, well, you know what? You're just saying that because it's a hypothetical. Yeah. What if it's not a hypothetical? What if that's a real offer? Which it is. So why don't you go think about it before you say no? Okay. Good night. 
I have a meeting. I have a, I have a meeting. Can we have a dance? No. Okay, well, I got a meeting. I have a uh, meeting. Yeah. Way I go. And leaves them with this. So they go back to their suite. And I, I remember stopping the movie at that point because I couldn't remember whose idea it was. Right. To say yes. Yes. <laughs> and oh man, it's so good. You were like, if you ever wanted to do something, but you weren't sure how I was going to feel about it, yep. this is what you would say. Because she says something. She says. She says. This is what she says to him. David, I think you want me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, what are you talking about? And then I was like, what should David say if he actually wants her to do it, but wants it to be her idea? Like, they're both dancing around it. They're both thinking about what it would do for them. Yeah, because right? she's like, we fucked other people before we got together, which yeah, is so kind of weird because, like, they were really young, but... Yeah, that's but, weird. But what, like... It's just my body. It's not my heart. It's not my heart. It's not my mind. Okay. Okay. But this is this is kind of the crux of it, because this is what a lot of people are worried about. Mm-hmm. So, it's really... I think you want me to do it. And he's like, do you want to do it? And she says, No. But I would. But I would do it for you, David. I would do it for you. (laughs) And it's so good. Like, it's really good. Yeah. Because she basically convinces him that it's his idea for her to do it. The easily suggestible guy. Yeah. Because they have nothing. Yeah. They have forty. They have four thousand dollars to you know their what? name. I don't know if you were planning on on bringing this up in a little bit, mm-hmm. but what we notice over this whole montage when they would do their like happy life, where he's sitting on the floor of the bathroom drawing architecture stuff, right, and whatever. Right. They have a volatile relationship. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up, but we can talk about it now. Like from the very, very beginning. And I, I have a theory about this, about people that get together very young. Mm. Their dynamic gets frozen. Oh, yeah. I'm in raising my hand. That was my situation. Yeah. Your dynamic gets frozen as to where you were when you when you got together. Mm-hmm. And this movie is from the early 90s. And we were shocked at the amount of domestic abuse and domestic abuse adjacent behavior we witnessed in this couple she hits him on like three different occasions and then he's super angry she chases him around the room she threatens him with a knife it's a butter knife butter knife with peanut butter with peanut butter on it but still we were watching it in horror shit at him yes he threw shit at her yeah there were a couple of things early on in the movie where if you flipped the script and it was him doing these things mm-hmm. we were just like what no, the fuck no, no, no. Mm-hmm. it's a it is volatile is a perfect word to use it's not a great relationship and they don't communicate well they don't and i think that that is intentional sure it is because that type of relationship is not going to be able to handle handle this right I mean, I, I don't know when the best part, when the best time to bring it up is, but we laughed really hard at the whole premise of this movie because the whole, you know, hand wringing, pearl clutching, gut wrenching point of this movie is could you let your wife have sex with someone else for a million dollars? And we we're like, bitch, we do that for free. I know. All the time. But, but we like those other people sure like if some repulsive dude did this but the point is he wasn't repulsive no he this was super good looking. he was a rich classy guy as lawyer buddy oliver platt in the movie was <laughs> okay like, wait let's talk about oliver platt oh my god he's me i love oliver platt okay so 
May he rest in, in oh, peace. Oh, he's dead. Too. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't I knew he? about Alan Rickman, but it's all. Oh wait. Okay. No. 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 You know what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the other. The no. Other he's per- still alive. He's fucking Canadian. He was born in the asshole of Ontario. Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we know that. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't Oliver Platt that died. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Okay. I was like, oh my god, he can't be dead. No, 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 no. Yeah. He he is their lawyer. Yeah. And sort of friend, which I don't know why you'd be friends with this lawyer because he's a dickhead. He is a lawyer first before he is anything before else. anything else. Yeah. So they they basically decide they're going to do it, and yeah. they said, you know, we could just we could just forget it happened. We could just we could do this thing and just never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And you and I looked at each other like that's going to go. DADT well. is not going to work in this situation no. because he is going to lose his mind because scumbag brain. Yep. Scumbag brain. Yep. And yep, yep. so. They do one smart thing in this movie is they get their lawyer to come in from Santa Monica and draw up a contract. Which basically commits Gage to paying the million dollars. Regardless. Regardless of as long as she spends the night and leaves in the morning, doesn't matter what happens... They get their million dollars, and he he finds it quite comical. Actually, you can see he's got he's he's going through all the clauses, the contract, and, and the yeah. clauses, and he's got this little smile playing on the corner of his mouth the whole time, where he's like, you know, so this clause states that you get the money whether or not the relationship is consummated. He goes, you mean like if I'm impotent? And he goes, yeah, basically, if you can't get it up, it's not her problem. And he said, you know, you're really good. You should come and work for me. And he goes, aw. He goes, like, ooh. ooh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he's so good. And, and he's like, that won't be a problem. Like. Yeah. Robert Redford, big dick in it. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he just, and that's why, that, that, that's the, I think that's probably one of the only scenes where I like his character. Yeah. Because he, he's having fun with it. It's he not, is. And it's like, they're treating me like I have to buy women. Yeah. I don't have to buy women. Mm-mm. I just want, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one because she said I couldn't have her. Well, he, and he says as much to her yeah. later on, right? And the other thing that we noticed that the one clause that wasn't in there was a condom clause. There was no condom clause. Eee! Yeah. Just billionaire jizz everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do you think billionaire jizz is like liquid mercury or something? <laughs> like, is it different than non-billionaire jizz? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> So they sign the contract mm-hmm. in his in John Gage's suite. Yeah, and then David and Shackelford, Shackelford, the, the consigliere, and and the lawyer, Jeremy, the yeah. lawyer, all leave, and they leave her in this suite yeah, with Shackelford him. Shackelford is like, I think it's time for men of of good reputation or something like that to take leave to of take one leave. another. Yeah, and they're like. Okay. He, do, he does a little soft shoe every once in a while. He's a very weird, creepy yeah, character. And then they're just kind of like, he just, just carefully hustles them out of the room and the door closes and she's like, okay. So, so like, do I just get naked? Yeah. And he was like, um, no, I like, he's going to fucking do that shit up. Right. Yeah. So what makes Jeremy such a great character is he basically fucks everything. He fucks the deal because they go, David and, and Jeremy, the lawyer go for, for dinner something or something. To eat. Yeah. And he's like, man, like who made the decision? You know? And I mean, he's a good looking guy. It yeah. Could be worse, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, he's like, I don't know how you could have done. I don't think I could have done that. Like, you know, like, I mean, he's rich. He's good looking. Like why? And, and you can see David like starting to the break out in just a like sweat. draining out of his face. Like, <laughs> starting to hyperventilate like, a little bit. Like, are you worried bit. about that? Well, I wasn't. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> now well, now I, am. I am. Right. And he decides he's like, nope, nope, I can't. Nope, 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 nope. I can't do this. And he there's this like ridiculous mantrum scene where he's just running through the casino, running through the crowds, trying to get back to the suite. And he's pounding on the door. And then he gets greeted by the maid and he's running through the suite. And she's like, in Spanish, you can't be in here. Like this is, you have to get out. Yeah. And he's like, "Where? Where's my wife?" And she's like, "I don't even know who your wife is." Yeah, like, I, what do you I, mean? I just cleaned this place. Yeah, I just, who are I you, just crazy here. man? And she's like, "Up, up, up!" Like they're taking a helicopter. So yeah. he apparently he knows exactly where the helipad is and runs to the roof of the casino, the hotel casino, just in time to see this them take off. Take off yeah. in a helicopter, and he's like, "No." And I can imagine, like, I can imagine the pilots are like, uh, "Sir, would you sir, like me to stop?" And he's like, "No, no just keep going." We're good. Yeah. Well, and you see him, you know, kind of fall to his knees on yeah. the helipad and like yeah. put his head in his hands. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. another dick in my wife. Yeah. No. <laughs> and he basically just sweats unattractively yeah. all night. Yeah, he's sitting there in the suite, fucking opening and closing the blinds with the remote control, and, and <laughs> well, that's in the su- morning. That's super creepy, right? That's in the morning. Yeah, so she gets on that helicopter. So and- he flies her to this yacht, his yacht, mm-hmm. in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and they he has like clothes ready for her mm-hmm. to wear, a little bit of uh, cultural appropriation. With yeah, the- he puts her in like a kimono. Yeah, he dresses or- her like a geisha. Yeah, a little bit. And you're just a like. Little- it's a bit on the nose, man. It's a little creepy. And then he, I mean, he seems to be having fun with this. Mm-hmm. Kind of like creepy fun. Do you know what I mean? I'm curious. Do you think it's, like, it's clearly not about sex for him. Yeah. Because he could have sex with whoever yeah. he wants. Yeah, yeah. Is it about power? Like, just, I can have whatever I want whenever I want it? Or is it about the manipulation of this couple? I think it's about the manipulation because I think people, and I I don't speak from personal experience because I'm not a billionaire, but I think people who are used to being able to get everything they want whenever they want don't like being told no. Right. And so... So then it's like, I'm going to fuck with you now. It was like a challenge for him to Mm -hmm. turn that no into a yes. Right. And then he did. And And then he did. And I mean, he also, he was quite taken with her. Yes, he was. He was quite taken with her. He was. And we find out a little while on that he's got this he's carrying some kind of weird baggage but what baggage the girl on the bus oh yeah no that's i feel like he made that story up you think so yeah okay so they're on this yacht and mm-hmm. he asks her who made the decision he, and he's all dressed in white he's all in white yeah it's like the white knight and she says we both did and he said if you were mine i wouldn't share you with anyone hmm. like judging him yeah judging david yeah and she said, you know, you, how dare you judge David? Like, you're the one that has to buy women. And he's like, you think I have to buy women? Yeah. Have you seen me? I'm fucking Robert Redford. And he said, I bought you because you said you couldn't be bought. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. Ooh. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because she's so, she's so adamant. You know, the dress is for sale. I'm not. You can't buy people. You can't buy this. You can't buy that. And then, you know, the minute the, and it's like, we've established what, what it is we just need to find the right price point yeah and to imagine that people can't be bought that is absolutely not true people are bought all the time yep the fact that they were like yeah let's also get our lawyer in on this everybody who works for a living (laughs) is being bought an hour at a time every day that's right (laughs) 
or a two-week period at a time. If you work for somebody else or for a company, yep, they're paying for your time. Pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, the other one of the other major issues in this entire movie is about consent. Yes. And he makes it very clear. Nothing will happen that you don't choose. Yep. Good for him. And I liked that. Yep. I think a lot of people were like, oh, consent. Blah, blah. But he makes that very clear. Nothing will happen that you don't choose. I've already bought and paid for this night. Yep. Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to force myself on you. And then he kisses her and she kisses him back. And it's on. like, And it's Kong. on. Yeah. She is attracted to him. Oh, yeah. She just is conflicted mm-hmm. about how she feels about David and being attracted to this man, which we kind of talk about that, about the kind of relationship that we have. We acknowledge all the time when we're attracted to other people. Yeah. And and by being attracted to somebody else, that in no way takes away no. the attraction for our partner. No. And that was kind of interesting as well. Now, you can say you don't want to talk about this okay, and take it out, but during that part where she's with him and David is alone, it made me think about my night in Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Sure, we can talk about that. Okay. So, so friend of ours. Yes. Older friend of yours, mm-hmm. who we had had an MFM with. Yes. Uh, at that point, two. Yes. Was in town. Yes. And we had had this discussion about maybe the next MFM would go better would go better performance wise if he was a bit more comfortable with you yes so here was a chance for you to go to his hotel and and spend a night play separately from you play separately yeah yes which hadn't happened since our beginning no but well it had but we were both in the freezer okay yeah yeah so freezer we, were, side. we were kind of fresh off the freezer yeah and I was aware of at least one incident that you had been with someone else in mm-hmm. real time. Mm-hmm. And so and so we had kind of talked about that. That Not that that was like revenge or anything, no, but no, it no. was just like, okay, like this has happened. In yeah, maybe- and, and I, I like the guy. I still think he's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, I think we can do this. And we talked a lot about it. Yeah. We talked a lot about it. So that night comes up. Yep. And I take a train mm-hmm. into town to spend the night with this friend of ours yep and can you it's it's sort of an analog to what's going on here so just as a little bit of insight what that felt like yeah because scumbag brain for me even though i knew who you were with i knew that you would respect our boundaries yeah i still had all sorts of horrible thoughts running through my head to the point where it was like i just distracted myself as much as possible that night, knowing eh, they're probably fucking right now. <laughs> what did you do? Like you were with your kids. I was just so fine. There I had my that. kids. So, so that was fine. So, so there was that until they went to bed. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, now I have a moment to think. And then that's where my thoughts go. So I worked out like super hard, loud music, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just remember doing like so many pull-ups. Like I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> Okay. And just feeling, just generally feeling shitty about it. Feeling shitty that I was feeling shitty about it. Feeling... Really beat yeah. yourself up for feeling yeah, shitty? Yeah, because I was like, we do this thing. Like, what? what is this? Like, you know this guy. He's great. And... You know she's coming back. Yeah, and there's no... Like, this is... And this is also just to make other experiences better. Like, this wasn't some kind of backdoor way for B to go play by herself. The rational side of me knew that everything was above board. Mm-hmm. But the emotional side of me was just like, ah, 
gangbang cream pie orgy, right? Like that's no condoms. No condom. Like he invited a few friends. Yeah, and it totally. So you weren't concerned at all with like any emotional involvement? No. Like you weren't like, what are they talking about? No, 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 what no, is no. he I saying to I her? I wasn't worried about that. You weren't. No, no, not at all. For me, it was all. It was weirdly all about sexual boundaries being crossed. I see. Like sexual betrayals, right? Yeah, I know. It's so weird. And you know that I would never do that. I know. That's the thing. Like I know. That. So how important, and this is, I'm coming up to, I'm running up to, you know, the next day okay. for them and for us. You actually came down to get me the yeah, next so morning. We, we, I can't remember, I think the next morning we started communicating again. Because I don't think we communicated over the night. We did. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> we did because I didn't want to go radio silent on right. you. I did say goodnight to you, but we were we were messaging in the morning. Yeah, and I was like, I, I need to, I need to, I need to come see you. We needed to reunite as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah. As so soon as instead possible. of you taking the train, I, I drove downtown and yeah. got you, and then we went out to lunch. Yeah. And then I took you home. <laughs> and we and we talked about it, and I allowed you to ask any or encouraged you to ask any question you wanted to Which ask. Which is always that's part of my process. Yeah. I need specific detail, not to voyeuristically live through it, but just to assuage my scumbag brain of yeah. what actually to happened. tamp that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And did that make you feel better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Afterwards I was totally better. Uh, see, I'm I'm there's a method to my madness. Like yeah. I'm contrasting these things. Okay. So, you know, you asked for what you wanted. You said, I really need to see you. I really want to come and get you. I wanted that too. Mm-hmm. You came and picked me up. We went and had lunch and talked about everything. We talked about everything in the car. We we weren't able to have sex no. that day, but the next opportunity. I think I still had to come back. I think I still had my kids. They were at school while all this was going on. Mm-hmm. And I need to be back by a certain time. Right. Yeah. I didn't see you again until a couple of days later. Yeah. So, But that was really important for us to yeah, reconnect that I way. I don't think it would have been good for me to wait to have that conversation until right. the next time we could be together. So... She comes back in the morning and he's playing with the automatic blinds, open, yeah. closed, open, closed. Looking and like a psycho. Now, see, okay, this is why I'm so glad that we talked about the director and who he is. Because when there's that scene of David using the remote control, opening the blinds, closing the blinds, opening the blinds, closing the blinds, there's a scene in Fatal Attraction where Glenn Close's character is sitting on the floor in a white t-shirt, mm-hmm. flipping a lamp oh, on is she? and off, on and off, on and off. Okay. And it seems to be that moment where they break. Yeah. Where their brain just goes, okay? Yep. Of an aneurysm of, of sorts. An emotional aneurysm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was so interesting. Those two scenes are very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. And then shit just starts to go downhill. So Diana shows back up in the morning Mm -hmm. wearing the same clothes that she left with the night before. She doesn't look any different, except she's got this red lipstick on. I think she still got, I think she wasn't wearing that before. No. I think she, that was the only And I don't know why she'd reapply it, which is, it's weird. Or the implication is, is that she didn't have a shower afterwards. She just got dressed in her old clothes and came home. No. No? There's no way. She has this red lipstick on. So she looks exactly the same, except she's got red lipstick on. Mm-hmm. And she walks up and she has this imploring look on her face. Yeah. Like, take me back. Am I still lovable? Yeah. Which fucking irritates me because yeah. it goes back to that whole misogynistic thing of there's something been taken away from you now. Mm-hmm. You're not the same person. Mm-hmm. It's just bullshit. So he walks up and he takes his thumbs and he smears 
her lipstick. Like she's the Joker. Across her face. Yeah. Both, off the lip. Both ways. Up onto her cheeks. Up onto yeah. her cheeks. Like taking her whore makeup off. Yeah. Then he can kiss her. Then yeah. he kisses her. And yeah. and they apparently have reunion sex. Yeah. Which was good. They should do that. But they don't talk. No, they have no conversation. No conversation. They reunite and then they drive away from Vegas. Plunges what, all that billionaire sperm out of her. What happens in Vegas stays, stays in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. And they try to go back to their lives. And they go back to their lives with that D-A-D-T yeah. sitting there. Yeah. No discussion, no nothing. Just rotting David away. So predictably, now what? So it comes to a head. He needs to know. He becomes incredibly suspicious of her. Anything she Where does. she goes, who she's talking to on the phone, what she's thinking, Because he didn't know wants. any details Nothing. about the fact that they went on a boat or whatever. He finds a matchbook and it turns like it was from the boat and she thinks he's going through her stuff. Then Which he, he goes, is. Then he goes, well, not with the matchbook, oh. but then he goes through her stuff and he finds her his the Gage's business card and she's like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, it was in the secret compartment of your wallet. And you're like, whoa, whoa, Why whoa. are you going through my wallet? Yeah, like, bro. He walks into the room and she's just finished on the phone and he says, who are you talking to? Yeah. And she said, my mother. And he said, what did mom have to say? And she's like, she well, wasn't she there. wasn't there. Well, I thought you just said you were talking to her. Yeah. How could you be talking to her if she wasn't uh, there? And she says, well, I tried to reach her. her, but do you want to call her? And she holds out the phone and he slaps the fucking phone out of her hand yeah so a couple other things happen she has to she goes to see gage because they go to try and buy back their property and they find out that they've defaulted on the mortgage and, and somebody else has put an offer in. somebody else has put an offer in on their land she goes to some friends in the real estate business finds out that john gage has bought their property and when they talk to the bank the bank's like, well, we sent a telegram and we called you and it was while they were in Vegas all this was right. happening, which means... He did it while they were in he Vegas. He did it as part of this whole thing. While she, he's flying her to the fucking yacht, he's got his, he's got Shackleford buying the property and... Out from under them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's shitty, eh? It's shady. It's shady. And she's upset, rightfully so. Rightfully so. But... When she tries to tell David Hold this. Hold on. She finds out. And th this movie fucking blows my mind because people have this ESP sense about where other major characters are. Yeah. She just automatically knows where John Gage is having lunch with a bunch of other businessmen. Yeah. It looks like this very private club. It looks and, like it's at a, like a private like, airport. Yeah. So she walks in. She walks into this restaurant where he's having dinner or lunch with like three other businessmen and yanks the fucking tablecloth. Basically flips the table. Uh, yeah. And you asshole. Covers everybody in food except for John Gage. Yeah. And he takes her, you know, he kind of hustles her out. He's like, it's okay. We got this. We got this. Everything's fine. Yeah. Hustles her out of the very Mr. Big-esque yes. yeah. energy. Yeah. Hustles her outside. And she's like, what the fuck? Like you, you, and he's like, look. You know, this is business. Like, I saw an opportunity. It was, I saw an opportunity. You had the right instincts. You had the money, but you were too late. And it was like, you were too late because you fucking bought it out from under. And he was like, and she was like, what are you trying to hurt me? And he's like, no, I think you're wonderful. I'm, And this is all like this big, you know, now what do you have to stay with him for? I felt like that was a flex of like, before it was like this property and this dream home and everything that was keeping you together. And now, now I've got it all. We fucked and I have the property and that like what's left there. You know what? It's almost it's like the billionaire version of leaving something at their house so that they have an excuse to reach back out to you. 
Like I left my oh, sweater there. Oh, I see. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like that. It, like he just bought the property so that she would come to him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? It's pretty flexy, right? It is. It is. I mean, it's BD pretty all over the place. <laughs> then he's got like arguably one of the best lines in this movie. She tells him she hates him. Yeah. And he says, you wish you hated me. Ooh. Ooh. And she kind of looks like, ugh, like, yeah, I do. I do wish I hate him, but I don't. Yeah. So then she goes back home and she has a bottle of wine with her, assuming she's going to have some wine before she tells David, by the way, that fucking asshole bought our property. Yeah. Can you believe this shit? He's doing a crossword or something. Still not working. Still not working. Still not working. Well, because they have a million dollars in the bank. I guess now, yeah. They, they have a little less bucks. than a million dollars because their lawyer got 5%. But yeah. anyway, he says, you know, where have you been? She said, I'll tell you about it. I just... I want to get a drink. I want to have some wine first. And then she starts doing dishes, which is weird. It's like... It's like I thought you wanted to drink a wine. I'm going right to my wine. Fuck the dishes. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite chores. She, she puts on the fucking yellow gloves. So she starts opening the wine and then he comes and takes over. So she starts doing dishes. And then uh, he says, where did you go today? And she said, I saw Gage. And he fucking hurls... The bottle of wine the at the fridge. At the fridge. Just boom. And then it all comes out. It all then the walls fucking cave yeah. in. Yeah. He goes up there and he's like, just tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Or was it good? Was it good? And she was like, No, I don't want And he says, he goes, I think we need to talk about this. And she's like, I don't I don't want to talk about it. Like I don't want And he baits her. There's no winning for her. No, there's nothing she can there's say. There's no winning. Cause she, and she says as much. She says, if I tell you that I hated it, you're going to call me a liar. If I tell you I like it, I'm a horrible person. Like, there's no, you know, and he's yeah. like, she's like, it was just sex, David. It wasn't love. It was just sex. It was just sex. And he's like, well, what, was it good sex? Just and it's like, me, don't answer truth. that. Yeah, yeah, don't answer <laughs> and that. And he backs her into a corner. Was it good? Was it good? Just tell me the truth. Was it good? Was it good? Was it good? And she says, yes. <sighs> and then of course he fucking loses it and again. he fucking loses his mind you were attracted to him ah! which i think you know that part really perplexes me because i understand if he had said you like him or you love him or you want to be with but him just but enjoying he says, the sex. you were attracted to him from the beginning and it was like and 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 i don't like having sex with people i'm not attracted to Million dollars or not. What's like, wrong with being attracted to the I, person you like? I, I know, and it's and it, it's like the Woody Harrelson character is equating attraction with love. Yes. And not just a chemical reaction of is this person appealing to be in the same space with? In a physical manner. And and that's and I think That's that, where all the hand wringing comes from. That is the crux of what people struggle with when we talk about yeah. open relationships. Or playing separately. And this is why playing together, at least first, is a good idea for people because you can see, you can see, feel, understand the difference between sex mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to have sex with someone you're in love with, mm -hmm. but you can also have sex with people and not be in love with them. Yes. You can have a friendship with them or you can just have an acquaintance with mm -hmm. them. It's fine. Sex is sex. Love is love. Sometimes those things are a Venn diagram. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes they're not. not. But to accuse her of being attracted to him like that's a problem was really weird to me. It was weird. And then I posited something to you where I was like, you know, they made a mistake here. 
they made another critical mistake, not just not talking about it, but they should have set up something for David to go and get fucked too mm-hmm. at the same time. He's in Vegas of all places. He's in Vegas. Go to the go to the fucking bunny ranch or whatever it is, like yeah. the, the legal brothels that are in Nevada. Actually, this is this is when I wanted to bring up your your best like baked joke. Oh, <laughs> because we were talking about how comfortable you and I are with being attracted to other people, mm-hmm. like, and I think you said. I can't remember who you accused me of being attracted to. And I was like, you're dreaming about Natalie Portman. You had a dream about Natalie Portman shooting your shot with Natalie Portman, except the person in your dreams didn't look like Natalie Portman. Yeah. She was more like... (laughs) She was like an ugly Natalie Portman. And then I was like, ugly Natalie Portman. Ugly Portman. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly. Ugly. And that's what Natalie, I wrote. Natalie, ugly. Ugly. U-G-A-L-I-E. Ugly Portman. <laughs> ugly Portman, which being baked was even funnier. I mean, it was funnier Way last funnier night than when... it probably is right so now. So maybe, you know, maybe before you listen to the episode, you could just go get a little baked. And, and... Yeah. Attraction is not love. No. And people need to make that distinction. And he fucking goes apeshit. He pounds on the door. He screams. He yells. He throws shit. Yeah. They both have anger issues. Yes. Like they have no control over them, over their emotions. Their emotions rule them throughout this whole movie. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously it's a plot device. Yeah, because he then goes and stays with Jeremy. But I also think that, well, he goes in and he spends the first night on Jeremy's couch. Yeah. But then he, he moves into his own place. But so basically they separate. That's it. That's it. They broke up. They, they broke up. That no other discussion. They just separate because he thinks she liked sex with him. And so therefore, yeah. She's, so, yeah. Yeah. Bye. So she goes to Gage. He's like, well, I guess I should just do this. No, he, no, he, he oh, keeps, he, pers- up, he keeps pursuing right. her. He keeps pursuing her. He continues her she, to pursue her. And, yep. and he finally wins her over because why not? Yeah. David was a complete cock to mm-hmm. her. And she's like, here's this guy that like clearly is like, I'm to attracted pursue me. to him. I'm attracted to him. We've already had sex. It yeah. was good. And he makes these giant gestures that most people would really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then you see David living on his own. And so there's this thing at the beginning, actually one of the reasons why she chases him around the kitchen in the first place, he leaves his, they're like these mud Baseball cleats. Baseball or soccer cleats. Baseball. There was a baseball bat on the table. On the table where he's eating a sandwich. And so like the dirt is like dripping off of his shoes onto the table. Or the counter. And she fucking loses her mind. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Who puts their fucking dirty shoes on a counter? On a table. Yeah. Where you're eating. No one does this. So there's a scene where he's in his own little shitty basement apartment. And he's sitting there. I don't know if he's drinking coffee or what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> well, there is simultaneously a Berletti espresso, like stovetop espresso pot, a beer bottle, and a can of pop. All like together so you don't know what the fuck he's doing i don't know know. is it morning is it dinner he never cleans up yeah he just never cleans up and he's got his shoes next to him on the table Mm -hmm. and he sort of looks over and and is like oh she hated this Mm. and he puts his shoes on the floor and then takes a piece of clothing from the floor and drapes it over the chair and it's like is this where we're supposed to go Oh, he misses her. He's He's learned. He's changing. Oh, look, here's a bar somebody left on the floor. And we're (laughs) supposed to fucking swoon and go, oh, David, are you fucking kidding me? This is this is the problem. This Mm. is a big problem. We're still seeing this kind of bare Mm. minimum bullshit. And then there's a part that I think both of us were like twitching uncontrollably watching this. He's going through all these pictures of her. Yes. And 
Nobody has smartphones. It's 1993. Nobody yeah. has smartphones. Nobody has digital photo albums. We don't have Facebook yet. This is the only copy of all of these photos. And he fucking starts ripping he them starts in half. He starts tearing them up. You're like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. You don't have Facebook. You don't have a camera roll. You don't have any of that shit. And then in, in a scene, like maybe 10 minutes later, you see them all taped back together. Yeah, like Shackelford like, shows up. who's like looking at something. He sees it and he smiles. So Diana is basically now in this relationship with Gage. Yeah. And it seems kind of like she seems to like him kind of. Yeah, but she looks a little bit like a trophy. She doesn't seem to be getting much out of it. He's taking her to all these functions and she's living luxuriously. Yes, that's true. David tries to get her back. He shows up. They're about to go to dinner somewhere and he tries to pick a fight with him. That's when Shackelford saw the pictures because he took oh, them Oh, that's home. right. Yeah. So yeah, he gets super hammered and he... Throws a punch and like just hits nothing. Lands on his face. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's a pretty classy move of Gage where he just gets Shackelford. You know what? Just take him home. Yeah. And so Shackelford takes him fucking home. Fireman and, carries him home. And sees like how fucking sad his little life is. Yeah. But then he kind of smiled at the pictures when he saw them pictures ripped up and taped together. He's this weird character. You don't know he's who very he's weird rooting character. for. So there's another Adrian Line signature scene. Okay. And it's so weird. Like when you notice, you never notice things before. And then you go, oh shit. So there's a scene where David is going through architecture slides because yes. he's teaching. Yeah. So he's going through these different slides of different architecture. And there's one slide of a photo of her. Mm-hmm. And... But he's kind of sitting there, just kind of bored going yeah. through these slides. Do you remember the scene in Nine and a Half Weeks where Kim Basinger is going through art Are slides? Are they art on the slides? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she looks down at her watch that Mickey Rourke has given her, whose name is also John, by the way. Yeah. And she starts masturbating because he gives her the watch and he says, whenever you look down at it, I want you to think of me touching you. Yeah. So it's that same kind of... There's a little bit of smoke in the air. Yeah, it's yeah. a very like introspective yeah. type scene. And I thought, wow, this guy doesn't have a lot of new tricks. No. Well, right? or, or you know what works and keep keep going with it, I guess. Yeah. And you know how many people will never know that sound of a slide projector switching slides? <laughs> yeah. So Jeremy, the lawyer slash friend, the lawyer first friend yep. second. Yep. He presents David, he's like, hey, like, how you doing? You doing all right? Shows up at his his lecture at the end. Yeah, and he's like, oh, man, yeah, so good to see you. Gives him a yeah. hug. And he's how like, you, yeah, hey. How you doing? You okay? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm all right. And he's like, so, so uh, he was there to serve so- him with divorce papers. <laughs> he's like, so Diana wants a divorce. She wants her freedom. and But she doesn't want she doesn't want any of the money. Yeah, if you don't contest it, you can have everything. You can have everything. And it's like, of course you can. She's fucking, She's fucking got the a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah. And he... Is kind of like, ugh, like everything kind of crumbles for him. Yeah, he right? was like kind of doing well, but then his like fragile piece is just destroyed. Right. So the next scene is Gage and Diana at a fundraiser. That yeah, is at the zoo. Oh, is it at the zoo? It's at the zoo. It's, they're, it's they're, they're buying outside. animals. They're they're buying animals. Well, they're yeah, not really, but it's like when you buy a star. Yeah, it's that kind it's of thing. It's sort of like it's that. like oh, here's such and such. You can get, and then you'll get a little nameplate yeah. uh, at the exhibit kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's hosted by Billy Connolly. As Billy Connolly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Billy Connolly, everyone. Hey, everyone. And yeah. it's just like, holy shit. Who, it's Uncle know, Monty. You know what? And I have to, I have to say, as an auctioneer, he did his fucking research, man. He knew. Yeah. yeah like he was on 
I would hire Billy Connolly to run my auction, man. Yeah, man. He, he earned his money that, that he day. He did an amazing job. Even when it was raining, he kept going. So there's this hippo. Yeah. And Diana wants the hippo because she has this wonderful memory of going to see the hippos with David. And she doesn't say that to there's, Gage. There's but like a stuffed hippo montage with the hippo. Yeah. Like it yawned and then they show a, a hippo yawning. It was just, we're like, what the fuck is this? It was weird. And it makes sense later because now yeah. you had to get the understanding of what the hippo was for. So she wants the hippo. Yeah. So the opening bid is, I think, $10,000. Uh, $10, yeah. And Gage bids twenty. Thirty. He's thirty. He opens 30, with thirty. 000. Yeah. Thirty thousand. And then gets in a bidding war. There's with some this other woman, woman who yeah. says thirty-five, and they get to fifty thousand. Yeah. And they're about to. He says going once, going twice, and then you hear David, one million dollars. David in a white suit, reminiscent of John in his white suit at the front of the yacht. Uh huh. Yeah. Overbidding. Yeah. And it's interesting because the bid closes at fifty thousand, which is what David and Diana needed in Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's like this flip. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. It's like, we need 50,000. Here's a million. I'm about to pay 50,000. Here's a million. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because like, what's David been living on? I don't know. I, like, does he even have the full million? I don't know. Like, don't disappoint the zoo. Well, he actually doesn't have the million because he only gets it if he signs the divorce papers. And he Oh, he did sign the divorce papers. But, but not after, at the end of this, he signs the divorce papers. No, he signs it and then he goes. Oh. He signs the papers and then he goes to the auction. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Oh, no, he signs it in front of... That- he signs it in front yeah, of Yeah, see, that's what I thought. You're right. So He uh, brings his not real million dollars and the divorce papers to so the auction. So he, he wows everybody with his million dollar bid. And yeah. then it starts to rain. Yeah, and everybody disappears. Okay, now, this is another Adrian Line device. Oh, this is Flashdance all over the place. Is water. Yeah. He uses water. So Flashdance, yeah. Flashdance, there's that famous scene where Jennifer Beals pulls the rope and gets covered in water. Nine and a half weeks where they fuck in that alley in the rain. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Very hot. Very hot. I don't know where the water is in Fatal Attraction, but whatever. Like, oh, he puts her up on the sink when they fuck the first time and she she turns the tap on and like puts water water on him. It's fucking weird. But anyways, so it starts to rain and I feel like he uses water at like pivotal moments. That whole metaphor of being washed clean. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Doing something dirty, but getting washed clean. Yeah. And so he basically tells her, you know, gives his little speech, signs the paper, finally gets his big dick energy back and and hands her the papers. Yeah. And John Gage is watching all this from a distance. Yeah, he's run somewhere else to to get out of the rain. He gives them a moment. You think that's what it was? He says that. Oh, I'm going to give, give you guys a moment. Right. And then it starts raining, actually. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the next scene is Diana, Diana and, and Gage in the car being driven by Shackelford. Yep. In the rolls. And she turns to him. They seem very distant. And she turns to Gage and says, I think we need to talk. And in that moment, he knows exactly what that talk is going to be mm-hmm. and decides. I'm going to get out in front. I'm going to get out in front of this. And it's kind of... You're fired. I quit. There's a couple of ways you could look at this. You could look at this as being him being butthurt about it or being gracious about it. So... He has... He, he, he concocts says, this weird conversation. He says to Shackelford... And, and like, props to Shackelford for, like, picking up what Gage is laying down. Do you know what I mean? Like, he earns his money, this fucking guy. And he says, Diana, you really are the best of them. And she's like, the best of... And he says, Shackleford, don't you think? Like, have you ever seen me happier? And he's like, I don't think I have. And he's like, you really are the best of them. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, the Million Dollar Club. Shackleford, how many How many do you think there's? there's been in the million... And he's like, 
Um, it's, it's the best because because Shackelford doesn't know what's going on at first. Yeah. And he's like, Shackelford, tell her. And he's like, I could tell her. But, but, I, think but it, I think it's best if she hears it from yeah. you. What and the fuck, dude? Like, we didn't talk you about this. <laughs> and he's like, how many do you think there be? You know, the Million Dollar Club. Like, we do this all the time, right? It's a fucking, it's a fucking gas. Yeah, it's like globally? Worldwide? Worldwide? I don't know. Probably a couple dozen. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And he basically says, you know, we do this all the, I do this all the time. Like I see somebody that I want and I offer them a million dollars and it's great because, you know, we have sex right away and then you know if you're compatible. And I was like, boom, that is the best evidence for why it's a good idea to have sex on a first date. Do you not agree? I agree. If you're feeling it. If you're feeling it. Nobody should be forced to. If you're interested in this person and you think, hmm, I'm interested in this person, you should have sex if you're feeling it. Yep. Because... You should not get emotionally involved with someone if you are sexually incompatible. Yeah, Samantha Jones and Sex in the City and oh, Little Dick yeah. Dude, right? Like, Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Thank you, John Gage. Thank you, Robert Redford, for all giving us the green light to have sex on a first date. That's right. Because you should know, if the sex is good, okay, let's move forward. And so Diana catches on. She, she realizes what's going on. I think she, yeah, they, they, they really don't, she, you expect her to go, what, what the fuck? And she doesn't. She says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She said, you know what? You can let me out here. She lets herself out and she's, you know, she says, thank you. And it's kind and of she, a sweet moment. She says to Shackelford, take care of him. Take good care of him. Yeah. And he's like, like I, of course. Of course. You don't know how well I'm paid. And he just, he lets her go. Yeah. And there is, oh, earlier in the movie, she said, like, somebody once told me, if you, love, if you something, love something, set it free. And if it comes back to you, it's meant to be. And if it doesn't, it was never yours to begin with. It's so fucking cheesy, man. Right. Like, and it's I, really I remember cheesy. when she said that, I was like, oh, and this is uh, it. This is it at the end. He's letting her go. Yeah. And if she comes back, it was meant to be. And if she doesn't, he never had her to begin with. So David is consoling himself, you know, being introspective on the pier where he proposed. Yeah. And Diana decides she's going to go back to the pier to start over and of course they both they find each other what a meet cute again eh? on the pier in the fog in the fog and i don't know like she's wearing high heels he's sitting on the end of this pier he would have heard her approach if you hear somebody approaching i would just the waves weren't the that knee, the knee-jerk reaction would be to look to see who it was but she apparently sneaks up on him yep gives them their cheesy ass line from the other side of the bench they do this several times in the movie i'm gonna be her and you can be him okay ready okay let me okay. i hope i get this right I hope so, too. Okay. Have I ever told you I love you? No. I do. Still? Always. Aww. Yeah. It's so cheese. Uh, It's the worst kind of smelly farage. Yeah. Yeah. And they basically lock hands, and the idea is that they're back together. And... (laughs) Learning nothing. In my baked state. Yeah. Learning nothing. Poor. I turn to you saying and they're just as fucking poor as they were before they went to vegas they've learned nothing they have nothing they can do nothing like what the fuck gage has their property and the money and the money and the memory of her pussy like he's got (laughs) it's it's just like what was the point of that like we could have just saved an hour and a half it was incredibly pointless and you had a really really hard time with this movie like you were it was super cheesy I could see why critics were like, ugh. But this is the kind of thing, this is the same thing with like that Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon, right? Okay, which I've never seen or read. I've never seen or read it. 
but I knew enough people who who had. And it was the same kind of thing. You get people titillated by something and it becomes a massive success. Like right. this movie was arguably box office success. Yeah. But anybody with any kind of knowledge of the subject mm-hmm. critiques it. Movie movie critics looked at this and went, oh my God, it's so like the tropes. It's just and, awful. And it's yeah. just bad. And, and like this would never fucking happen in real life. No. Like just never. No, even even Roger Ebert's review of it was like, and he was, I mean, he gave it a thumbs up, but he was like, this would never happen in real life. But that's why we go to movies to see things that don't happen in real life. <laughs> Pretty much. Do you have any other closing thoughts on this? Or just, it was just like, it's bad storytelling. It, it, it led to the rise of the game of would you ever right like how much money would it take for you to suck a dick if you're not the kind of person who who is oriented to sucking dicks or you know what that's always a, i to a couple of people that i'm not going to name were playing that game where it's like you know i would suck dick for a million dollars and i was like if <laughs> i don't think anybody would want to pay you a million dollars for a blowjob if if you hated it that much, yeah, like, like who's, who's going to pay some g- some straight boy a million dollars to give a shitty blowjob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> to lick like, it like a lollipop. Yeah, like, nobody, nobody will do you that. Mi- there are going to be people who are good at giving blowjobs who would happily give a blowjob yes. for a lot less than a million. Yes. Okay. So just a couple of things. I feel like now all she'd have to do is set up an OnlyFans, and they would be they would be Gucci within like a week. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> It's like you want to you want to use your body to to raise some funds. There are easy ways to do that yes. now. Really yeah. easy ways. Yeah. She made striptease a few years later. All she had to do was ride a pole for for a month in Vegas. Yeah. They would have been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are remaking this movie. No, they're not. Yes. There is a remake in the works. Oh, who so do we have a cast? Not yet. Okay. So you were going to you were going to say who was attached to this. I'm going to give I'm going to give you some some fun facts though, okay, cool, cool. that woulda coulda shoulda didn't Yo. with this movie. But I think it's going to be an interesting remake in the wake of the Me Too movement. Right. Feminism I and where like we are with that. Gage is still pretty Me Too proof in the way he handled this. Except for his opener. That was kind of creepy. With like the, dress? the way Yeah, like the way he approached her in that store was okay, not that, smooth. Okay, but after that not I think. Not so much. Yeah, I mean, with the consent thing, that was cool. I mean, he asks David, like, can I borrow your wife? And it's like, well, you'll have to ask her. I feel like that there, that has to be bypassed. You know what? Hold on. I for- forgot about the David thing when he started talking about the cuckoo bird. Yeah, who talked about the cuckoo bird? David did. And he almost got it right. Oh, he accuses Gage of being a cuckoo bird. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole point of the cuckoo bird where we get the term cuck from mm-hmm. is that they lay their eggs in another bird's nest right. and then the other bird raises their young up. Yes. And they cucked them. Right. And he kind of almost, he dances around it's like, it. like, oh, so close. Because he's like, oh, he comes in of destroying things. Yes. He accuses Gage of being a cuckoo bird that just never builds anything, just invades somebody else's yep. nest. Yep. And destroys But it in with. the end, David was the cuck. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Fun facts. Halle Berry was interested in the movie, but... They were concerned about the racial undertone that she would bring to the role of Diana. So instead, they just put Demi Moore in a Japanese geisha. Well, this is the thing. thing. Actually, in the book, in the book, there's a lot more racial diversity in the book than there is in the movie. They made everybody white. So in the book, 
the main character was Jewish, like David's Jewish. Okay. And the billionaire was Arabic. Oh. Yeah. Oh my so God. He was Talk like, about. He was like an Arab billionaire. Right. Like an oil. Like an oil sheik or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're just going to make everybody white. So, just to class, make it easy. Race, religion. Yeah. Like, he just tackles all of it in the book, eh? Yeah. Most of the book focuses on that Arab Israeli intrigue. Right. Right. Which they whitewashed the fuck out for the movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they did whitewash that. Johnny Depp was approached to play David. Okay. I mean, he was pretty big at that point. Yeah, and he was he hadn't gone fucking crazy like he did once he became Jack Sparrow and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but he was already committed to something else, so he wasn't going to be able... Warren Beatty was approached to play John Gage. He would have been good for John Gage. Yeah, I think he would have. He's very, very choosy about his roles. Mm-hmm. He doesn't accept... A lot of roles. Which is weird because he picked Dick Tracy. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like he just did that because he was either, either fucking Madonna or wanted to fuck Madonna. Mm. I don't know which started first. So this movie was originally set to star Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Okay. They were supposed to be the couple. As a couple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the director, Adrian Lyne, wasn't super keen on Nicole Kidman. Okay. Playing her. He thought that Demi Moore was better for the role. Okay. I feel like Nicole Kidman would be a little bit too cold for that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting that Adrian Lyne wanted Demi Moore because they clashed a lot on the set. Oh, did they? Yeah. There's quite a few gratuitous sex scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. Her tits are out quite a bit. And she she kind of pushed back a little bit on some of those sex scenes. Which is so weird because the movie is Indecent Proposal about about a million dollars for sex. How are you not going to have sexy shit in it? I know. I mean, I know you were really hoping for a sex scene between Robert Redford and Demi Moore. You yeah. were hoping for flashbacks or something. Well, yeah. Because you don't see any of it. But I think that's... they. He does that on purpose... Because it's like, we have to we, be left guessing just like David. Yeah, yeah. Our right? imagination is playing. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of funny, talking about cucking and things like that. So at the time of this movie, Demi Moore was married to Bruce Willis. You're right. And Woody Harrelson was friends with Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. And so he was very, very uncomfortable shooting sex scenes with Demi Moore because of his friendship with Bruce Willis. Right, okay. So he was worried about cucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. And the- Bruce Willis is just so awesome that he was like, whatever. You think? They're you think still living awesome? together with all their kids. They were in lockdown together. Really? Yeah. There were all sorts of weird pictures. With them. And I think like Ashton Kutcher was there. And it's... <laughs> okay. I think like Will and Jada, I think Bruce and Demi had something. You think so? Yeah. You think they had a little bit of an open... I think so. Open thing? Yeah. I'm actually interested in what comes out with this book uh, that Will Smith... Wrote with Mark Manson. With Mark Manson, yeah. yeah. There's been some interesting stuff that's that's been... There's just more and more shit tumbling out of this Jada Pinkett Smith August. marriage. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of shit. Like, yeah, there's more. There's, there's stuff about Tupac coming out again and about her relationship with him and how he would she would have never treated Tupac the way she's treated Will. And there, there was an article in Apple News about this huge birthday extravaganza that he put on for Jada and she was absolutely disgusted with it and after day one of the festivities they had to shut it down and yeah it's super cringy I don't know what's going on there you might find this interesting Robert Redford's body double was an adult film star oh yeah yeah do you know who Randy West is yes (laughs) he was Robert Redford's body double (laughs) in a decent proposal Isn't that funny? It's funny. It's funny because we didn't see Robert Redford do much. What would he need no. a body double for? That's what makes me think that they shot sex scenes yeah, and but then didn't they include didn't use them. them. Yeah, they must have. Yeah, it was. It's kind of funny. 
Because I don't think we saw Robert Redford out of any clothing at all. No. He's pretty much in a suit the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. The screenwriter wanted Jason Alexander as the lawyer, as Jeremy. That would have been good. George Costanza? Yeah, but you know what? Oliver Platt plays such a delicious creep. Oh, he's he's, such a great douchebag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a great douchebag. I think both of those would have been good casting choices. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm happy with with Oliver Platt, but but I would have taken Costanza as a uh, like, Wall- like Wallace Shawn as the lawyer or something. like no, that. No, he's too cartoony. But <laughs> surprise, surprise! At the time, feminists, some feminists thought that the movie was sexist, right? And a lot thought it was empowering. Probably. I mean, I don't think she has a lot of power in this movie. To be honest, no, she doesn't have a lot of power in her relationship. He is so volatile. She's volatile. she's volatile as well. Neither one of them have any kind of maturity, emotional maturity no. or intelligence in this movie. It will be interesting to see the remake. I think the director that they have attached at this point is the same woman who did Girl on the Train. Oh, okay. Okay. So she can do suspense. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be interesting to see the perspective shift if they have a woman director and yeah. to see how that goes. I'm interested to see... I mean, what do you think the indecent proposal is going to be? Is it going to be a million dollars for a night with your partner? <laughs> is it going to have to be more now? Is it going to be like the Dr. Evil of like, it's like one million dollars. And everybody goes, okay. That's and it's not like much money a at all. billion dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Or is I it going to have to be anal? Like what, what is it that's oh, going to be like, what no. is it that's going to raise the stakes? Cause nowadays with only fans and the internet and all this sort of stuff, like and open relationships, and open relationships. Like what's, what? Yeah. Like what, what would be, what is going to be the, the friction point that is going to make the couple go Ugh. like, what would be a friction point for you? I was, I was thinking about this. In Were the you? Movie. I was like, what? Like if, what could, <laughs> what would a billionaire have to propose that would make me go? I don't know. I have to think about it. What about, what if they wanted to raw dog me? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's ways to do it, I guess, to take out the risk and all of that kind of stuff. It's not just the risk, though, is it? How much money is it? <laughs> I mean, this is it. $100 million to Raw Dog B, and we'll get tests done right before. So and that, right after. And right after, and everything is okay. It's yeah, kind of like, like... I know. I mean, it, that... Uh, yeah. A lot of people do that for nothing. Yeah, that sucks. But also, $100 million. Like, I, yeah, like, what would be the friction point? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's got to be... Uh, here's what I, I predict. It's going to be some obscenely large sum of money. A million dollars is not going to cut it. For something, but for something really, really emotionally traumatizing, Yeah, yeah. I think. So I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how they do this Yeah, and who's attached to it. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see who's, who's attached to yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this was fun. So if you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it and it's been a long time, it's available on Netflix now. Yep. So at least Netflix in Canada, I'm sure in the States too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think that Canada has exclusive rights on a lot of stuff. Let us know what you think of our pull apart and send us a message, share it, give us a follow, give us a review and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye.